Good morning, afternoon, or whatever time you're watching this. I'm your host, Courtney Abraham, and today I got a new KTSW member, which is... Chris Santiago. How's it going, guys? <laughs> and so, yeah, I know y'all used to my man EQ, but I'm kind of taking over and taking the lead on this now. So today we're going to talk about Texas State men's basketball and then women's basketball, and then we're also going to get to Super Bowl Sunday, and we're going to hear what my man Chris has to say about the Super Bowl and who he thinks is going to win. So to start it off, Chris, I wanted to tell you, the Bobcats hit 5-3 in the conference after the last week loss to Lafayette. Who do you think, what do you think the Bobcats needs to do to come back and take over the Sun Belt? So um, the thing that I saw the first game whenever they played Louisiana was they started shooting. I mean, their shooting percentage was really, really bad. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they were 0 for 11 uh, for threes in the first half. So, I mean, that definitely, you know, kind of set them back and and it just didn't allow them to, you know, open up their game and be able to attack the the paint more since, you know, their shots weren't falling. And, and it just, I mean, it was a close game. I mean, they lost, if I'm not mistaken, it was by like two points. So if those shots would have definitely fallen, you know, at least two, three or more, you know, shots from those three, from the three, I mean, it, they, they would have definitely won. Same thing with the second game. I mean, they lost by... Uh, a last second um, steal, uh, inbound steal, and it, it left them like 0.4 seconds in the clock. And I mean, it, it was just a tight game. Both games were tight. So that's definitely something that they needed, I mean, work on, you know, how do I, how do I explain it? Just like the threes, just being able to hit those open threes and, and stuff like that and turnovers as well. You know, Chris, I completely agree with you too, because they shot one for seven in the first half of three, which is 14, like, like 14 percent i'm not a mathematician but it's, yeah. it's kind of like 14 percent so that's why i really think they need to focus on shooting a three ball better if not just getting more higher percentage shots because even from the field goal they only shot six for 26 which was like 23 percent also yeah so i just i didn't get a chance to see the game because you know i'm a heavy, heavy working man but from what i've seen the highlights i was like and they only lost by one point. So I was like, man, where was the downfall? And then when you kind of dig deep into it and then you're trying to see, like, what went wrong, it's just the shooting percentage is just so low and they're not making enough shots. And I feel like that's the downfall in it. And and, and I completely agree. I mean, when when shots aren't falling and, and they're just not going in or anything, I mean, it, it's going to cause them to, to lose a game. And whenever Louisiana comes in and they're shooting, I mean, really good. Um, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing you can do at that point. Shots aren't falling. Let's move on to the next one. That's how I kind of look at it and just hope you shoot better. And I completely agree with that also. So Chris, I wanted to ask you, so who do you think is some of the key players on the Bobcats? Um, so from the past couple of games, definitely Mason Harrell. I mean, he's coming off a career high 27 points. And then um, against Louisiana, he shot 69.2% from the field goal. And then he shot 66.7 uh, from the three, although he only took three. Uh, he attempted three threes and made two of them. And he went seven for seven at the free throw line. So, I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, if he can replicate that um, going up against Little Rock, I think we have a great chance of winning that game. Another player that I, I personally like is Caleb Asbury. I mean, the guy, I, I just, he's just, he's good. Um, first game that he played against Little Rock, he had 18 points. And then the second game he played against them, he had 23. And then in the second game, he shot 
um, nine for 11 from the field goal. And that was um, 81.8%. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And then from the three, he shot five for six. So, I mean, he, 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 if he's knocking down shots, him and Mason Harrell, I think those two guys can, can definitely push us to, to victory. And I definitely agree with you because my pick was also Mason Harrell. Because to me, from what I've seen, the games I have seen, he's more of the consistent. He's going to get you the points you need to get you in the right position to win. And that's why I see he has, and like you said, he has a lot of consistent games. And, it, and I feel like he's the key to success. I want to say he's a main role because at the end of the day, it's a team sport and, you, mm -hmm. and every piece got to be able to play their part and do what they have to do to get to where they want to be. But I completely agree with you about Mason Harrell because that's, that's the guy right there. No, definitely. I mean, especially when he's he's the point guard and he's running the show. I mean, you need that guy to to be able to do everything and be consistent. Most definitely. And then, so I wanted to ask you. So they play tomorrow at four o'clock. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think the Bobcats need to do in order to win tomorrow? Coming off that loss from last week, no, that's okay. You you put that loss behind you and you move on to the next game. So I just wanted to ask you, who do you think? Well, well, what do you think they need to do to win this weekend? Um, definitely shoot the ball better. I mean, that that's kind of what we, we what we've been preaching about, you know, since the start of this. But um, just creating turnovers as well. When you create turnovers, you create fast breaks, and those are just easy buckets. And then turnovers also lead to runs. So let's say you you're down, you know, two points, and you go on a seven to zero run. Bam, you're up by five. I mean, that just, it just helps, you know, create flow to, to the game and just, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically kind of what I think turnovers and, and, and hitting uh, shots. Most definitely, because defense always wins a championship. And I agree with you, too, on shooting the ball better, because even in the second half, they shot five for 13 from the three-point line, and then they shot 16 from 23 from the field goal in the second half. So that's where they need to work on. At least if you're not going to get make a bunch of threes, just jacking up a bunch of threes, I would like to see high percentage shots. But I can't even lie, though. I like this Bobcat basketball team. They are really, they're the most consistent, well, they're most, they're one of the exciting teams of the Texas State Athletic Department. I haven't really been um, until now, I guess. But this team definitely, I mean, it's it's exciting. I mean, they have a lot of um, different ways to create um, offense, and and they're a really good defensive team as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're like ranked um, top five in the Sun Belt with um, yeah. with um, points uh, with points being like scored on or whatever. So I mean, this is a really good team. Most definitely, but the uh, the team Little Rock they're gonna play the. Team they're gonna play tomorrow. Little Rock's a very good team. I saw a couple of that game on ESPN. So I want. So who you think some of the key players on the Little Rock team? So there's um, three players I think um, they should definitely look out for. Um, there's a six ten guy, two fifteen. His name's Root Mon Young. He's um, he leads the Sun Belt Conference in rebounds with eleven point one. He's ranked number two, and then in blocks. He is um, number, give me one second, uh, number two or, yeah, he's number two with uh, 
Yeah, number two with 1.8 blocks a game. Sorry about that. No, so I mean, I mean, th- this guy, I mean, he's he, he's a big guy, and um, he leads um, the Sun Belt Conference as well in field goal percentage at number four with 61.4. So I mean, the guy, the guy, he he he's smart. You know, he he doesn't you know force things. He he plays under the basket. He's he's like a two way guy. You know, he can block, rebound, and score on the offensive side. And I completely agree with you, too. My guy I had, I had Marquise Noel. And he kind of reminds me of a Mason Harrell, too, because he's the most he's the consistent scorer on their team. So I really feel like they should watch out for the, him because over the spread of the past months, he's averaged at least 20 points a game with a couple of rebounds. And I know last week he had five assists. I think so. Don't quote me on that. But I think he had five assists. But he's the most consistent, like Mason Harrell, consistent scorer. He's an all-around playmaker. That's what I would say. And uh, there's another thing about him. Um, I noticed that earlier in the season, he had like four games where he had uh, double-doubles with uh, points and assists. So, I mean, the guy the guy can, he, if, he, if he's not scoring, he, he can definitely, you know, find an open man and just, just get the offense going. So, I mean, that, that's definitely another guy that I also wanted to mention that that's going to be key. And so who's your third guy? I'm just curious. Who's your third guy? Oh, um, <laughs> the third guy is going to be uh, Nikolai uh, Maric, if, I, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, He's another 6 I'll have a hard time struggling trying to pronounce yeah. that, too. Um, and he, um, in scoring, he ranks number eight. He comes in uh, uh, scoring 14.8 points a game. Um, he's number nine in rebounding as well, 6.6. And he's he also, his field goal percentage is, is really good. He's shooting at a, at a 56.1, which ranks him at number six. So, I mean, that, that that's another, he's also 6'10". So that's another big guy that, that the Bobcats should definitely look out for. Most definitely. So now I want to get into this Texas State women's basketball. So the Bobcats are coming off a win against Little Rock on Monday. And they are four, I think they're four and five in the conference right now. So what do you think the Lady Bobcats need to do to dominate the conference for the remainder of the season? This might sound a little cliche, but I mean, win. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> you have to win. I mean, yeah, they're they're you mentioned four and five, but I mean, they just got their a uh, win against Little Rock, so let, let's move on to the next one, and we play them again. Let, let's let's keep on. Let's keep this win streak going. And so, I wanted to ask you, who is who you think are some of the key players on the Lady Bobcat team? Um, I like one of the players I like is um, Lee Taylor. Um, she, I mean, she she's getting heavy minutes. If I'm yeah. if I'm not mistaken, she she's definitely a player that that they depend on. Um. Uh, and let's see, Demasia Hood as well. Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, that's another another person that that definitely um, feel like the offense kind of runs through them. Um, just being able, if if their shots are falling and if everything's going well, then um, then they'll be able to win games. Most definitely, because Kenny Taylor, you know, she actually leads in three point percentage for the Bobcats, actually, and then Demasia oh, really? Hood, she leads the team in points with two hundred forty two points. So, they, so, I mean, so is this your Chris? Is this your first year here at Texas State? Yeah, it is. Well, I transferred here a couple of years uh, about two, three years ago, but this mm-hmm. is like keeping up with basketball, definitely. So Kenny Taylor, man, she's been balling for a while since my freshman. I remember her from my freshman year, and I she she's the real deal. 
It's funny because I actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I have it for one of my classes and we did a discussion about it and I noticed she was on there. I was like, oh dang, like she, she's, she's on there. Like, it's hey, you had to get out here one of these days. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I think I told her, I was like, um, cause it was a discussion forum and, um, she, she like posted like her picture and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I like commented like, Hey, you know, like I just started at KTSW, you know, we should definitely, you know, chat up some basketball, you know, and hopefully, you know, one day we can get her on here and, and see, you know, kind of pick her brain a little bit on, on what, what goes on. No, definitely. We're going to put that one definitely in the works. And then also we can't discredit Lauren Thompson. She actually leads the team in field goal percentages also, which is good. So really all these ladies, they're, sh- playing at a high, a high level. They really are. And I really love to see, I see the progress in the Lady Bobcats team every year. And if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think they were close to a, to the tournament. If I'm not mistaken, I can't really remember. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't always know they're legit. It's also the men's basketball is legit. I remember my freshman year, there was like, I get not it was my freshman or my sophomore year that was close to going to March Madness. And oh, it was wow. like, yes, and it was a game. I forgot who they played, but they played somebody and they lost. But if they had beat them, they would have been in March Madness. It was, I'm telling you, our basketball team been a real deal for a while. Man, imagine, imagine if you know Bobcats were able to making a March Madness, our school would go crazy. Real crazy. And I mean, honestly, I feel like the teams, I mean, they're, they're good teams. It, it's just a matter of just, just like, like, like we've been talking about, just hitting those shots and, and getting the win streak going. So, so it'll just move on to the next one and then just beat off of that. And yeah, I mean. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you, Chris. So I, what's your expectations for this for the rest of the season for the Lady Bobcat. What do you think that's going to um, happen? For so looking at the um at the schedule, they play um Little Rock twice. Yeah. Uh, they play them on tomorrow and they play them on the 6th as well. So I think those two games are are games that they can definitely, you know, pull off and win. And then they play UT Arlington. So um that's going to be a game that um they're probably, I mean, I wouldn't say they're going to struggle, but UT Arlington is currently 6-2. They've only lost two games. So it's it's definitely going to be a tough couple of games after, you know, Little Rock, which I'm not I'm not going to discredit Little Rock and not say, you know, they're not good or anything. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I just believe the, Bob, the Bobcats can definitely come out and, and, and beat them and, you know, get on a little three-game, what, three-game or four-game win streak. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a three-game win streak, and then uh, just feed off of that. And hopefully, once they beat UT Arlington, that'll be a five-game win streak. And next thing you know, might be up there number one in the conference. So, you know, crazy thing, my cousin actually played for UT Arlington. Really? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. And I, I know their team's legit too. So the Bobcats, they got a schedule, but every game is winnable with the right game plan and a perfect execution. Every game is winnable. There's no no such thing as impossible at all. So I definitely believe in the men's and the women's basketball team 100%. I have no sh- doubt, none whatsoever. And, Courtney, I, I like the how you said it. You know, every game is winnable, and it's true. It is. I mean, you just have to have the right mindset, you know, 
you lost the game before, let's say, just move on. I mean, what's the point of just sitting there and dreading that game and being like, man, I should have shot better. You know what? Shoot better this game. I mean, there's no need for you to just sit there and, and dread on that game because, you know, you didn't make this shot or, you know, you caused this turnover, which caused the game. Oh, well, move on. I mean, it, uh, that's that's part of the game. I mean, you, you either shoot well or you don't. And if you don't, you hope to improve. You get up early, take extra shots after the game, you know, go during halftime, you know, shoot around more. It's just, just find your rhythm. And once you find that rhythm, you'll, you'll be able to, you know, show it during the game and start getting them, them wins. Definitely. So before we end this, we got to get into the Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, oh, Tom man. Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Goat versus Muggoat. Patrick Muggoat. So I just want to hear, we're going to start off with this. I just want to hear who you think is going to win. Uh, this is something that I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I've been, I, I've been, I lay down in bed and, and I can't fall asleep because it, it's gonna be such a great game. I mean, it's, it's you're talking about the goat and the kid, you know, the upcoming guy that's that's gonna, you know, take over. But I just think the Chiefs, man. Um, I mean, I, I I just think the Chiefs just have too much firepower in just. The way they move the ball down the field, you know, even on, let's say they get stuck on like a third and 15, third and longs. I mean, they still find ways to, you know, get that first down. And they're just so, just a complete team. I mean, offensively wise. Most definitely. You know, a lot of people, but I was saying this before we start recording, that a lot of people try to discredit my boy Patrick Mahomes. But they don't realize the timeline and the time frame he has and they don't understand how great he is. So I'm going to explain to the people how I explained it to you. 2017, he gets drafted. I said, who is Patrick Mahomes? I looked him up. I said, okay, he's pretty good. So 2017, he sits out. He sits under Alex Smith. I seen him come in, not the preseason game. What's the, it's like before they hit the postseason. Because before then, the Chiefs was already going to the postseason. Because I've been a Chiefs since middle school. So he sits out. We lose 2017 season. Okay, cool. 2018, release Alex Smith. He goes to Washington, which is now Washington. And now Pat, Pat starting. So Pat takes us his first year starting to the second round. We lose to the Titans off that Marcus Mariota pass that when he hit it, tipped it back to him, ran into a touchdown. I said, okay, that's fine. Now, we 2019, last year, Super Bowl champ. Now, this year, he this is a back-to-back -back appearance. And you got to think about it. I think Pat is only 24, 25. And dude's my age, man. Look at what he's doing. <laughs> Literally. That's just, so and the big question is, do you think Tom Brady, win or lose, do you think Tom Brady's going to retire? Look, man, I win or lose, I don't think so. Um, and the reason is because, I mean, that, that's one year with the Bucks. I mean, look at what he did. He beat the Washington football team who had a great defensive line, yeah. great defense in general. He goes to um, New Orleans. He beats Drew Brees. He goes Saints, to – Saints always kind of sell, though. 
we can, we can talk about that later. <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's a conversation for another day. And then he goes to Lambeau Field, where let's be honest, a lot of people had Green Bay winning. Yeah, there was definitely um, favorites in there. I mean, going to Lambeau Field and and winning there, that just like I mean, in one year, he yes, I understand during the regular season, he I mean, team wasn't as good. I mean, they didn't win the division, but I mean. He he kind of ran the NFC. I mean, for you to beat, you know, those two top quarterbacks that have been in the NFC, that that those are the guys there. I mean, that that shows a lot. And I think, I mean, he, he has probably one more year, maybe two. I mean, really? You think he's gonna go to Brett Favre out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'd say maybe one more year after this, win or lose. If he if he wins, I'm probably a good. 95% sure he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but if he loses, if he loses, um I, I still see him coming back. Maybe maybe just for one more, just to try one more. Why not? I mean, who knows? Now, I got a question for you. I'm listening. <laughs> so um do you think this is a must-win Super Bowl for Mahomes? Yes. It's a I'm gonna tell you why. It's a must-win Super Bowl to prove it's not a fluke. Cause a lot of people believe, okay. Cause even last year, you saw how many times we was down. We the first round to the Texans, it was like 24 to 0. Came back third quarter. Really, that whole playoff run we was trailing. The whole playoff run we was trailing from the Titans. Well, Texans, Titans. I can't remember who we played after that. I think we Patriots. Patriots, yes. We played Patriots. We're behind them too. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, we was down. I said, I can't watch this no more. Kyle got upset. I get a call. Someone tell me, bro, you watching the game? I said, no. He said, bro, we coming back. I turn on the game. I said, I like him. <laughs> so this is definitely a must win to prove it's not a fool. Back-to-back Super Bowls, and plus Pat Mahomes becoming the Super Bowl MVP again. Will verify how Tom Brady's finna pass the torch to Pat, and this is finna be Pat Lee now. Pat's finna be the face of the NFL, the golden boy. He's finna take Tom Brady's title. <laughs> and, and I agree. I, I definitely think this is a must-win game because I mean, let's say he 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 lo- let's say he loses to Tom Brady, but he ends up winning what five or six more Super Bowls. There's just gonna be that little asterisk there where people are always gonna just talk about how like he's not the he's not gonna be the the goat core. He, well they'll they'll consider him a goat QB like the in the conversation in the conversation, mm-hmm. but I mean you have to beat the goat to be the goat if that makes kind of sense. Yeah, I get what you saying. <laughs> so 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 it's like for him if he if he manages to beat Tom Brady and then wins you know four more Super Bowls five more Super Bowls I mean. That that that's it, man. Like there, there's no other QB that that's gonna be up there to like be like, man, like this is the best QB. I mean, hands down. And I personally think this is this is gonna be Mahomes league. Although I I really love Deshaun Watson, man. I, that that's one of my favorite players. <laughs> I really don't like how how everything is going down with him. But I mean, Mahomes is just he's just on a different level. Most definitely. So. That's all we have for today. I want to thank everyone for listening. 
and tune in to next week. And also be able to follow our pages too. I'll make sure I put a link or however you do it. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna figure it out. So I want to thank everyone for signing in, tuning in, listening. I'm Courtney Abraham, and I got my man right here. Chris Santiago. And then you listen to Bobcat. Uh, well, actually, Claws, my bad, Claws to the Wall. <laughs> I'm so used to doing BCR so much. So you listen to Claws to the Walls, and thank you very much.